Hello, everyone. It's time for Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanas. This is episode 185, season eight. Today's date is December 17th, 2022, and welcome to the show. On today's show, I will talk about uh, part four of the most popular posts on my Vanish Chicagoland Facebook page for 2022. Uh, this is the last part. Also, the Christmas movies that aired on WGN Family Classics on Channel 9 in Chicago. Uh, there weren't that many, but I'll talk about my memories of watching them and the movies, of course. And But right now, we'll go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Zare. And here is a Christmas commercial from 1979 with the famous catchphrase. Take another look, take another look, get Zare. You get the idea. So uh, once this commercial is played, I will come back and I will start the show. Thank you, everyone. Hey, look what Zare has for Christmas. Take another look, take another look, take another look at Zare. And save. Take another look, take another look, look at all the fashion Zare. There's something at Zare for everyone. Take another look at Zare. Take another look, compare. Super gift, super saving. Take another look, take another look, look at all the fashion just look at Zare for Christmas. Take another look. Come in and look. At When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Zare. Uh, a lot of people miss this store very much, including myself. <laughs> so uh, we all did our shopping there. Uh, like, for example, uh, famous stores that are no longer around, Venture, Venture excuse me, Turnstile, Shopper's World, uh, Tops. Uh, I can't think of another one top of my head uh there were a lot of them like that so uh but zare started in uh june 1956 in hyannis massachusetts and uh went out of business on june 1990 and then uh ames uh store took over remember that uh there was one near my house in bridgeview illinois like 79th street i remember that uh the zare store a lot of people that I grew up with, you know, in my old neighborhood, was located on, let's see, South, was it West Columbus uh, Avenue? Yeah, or South Columbus. I always forget about that. It's a diagonal street on the southwest side, and uh, there was a Zare there. It opened in the 60s uh, next to the double drive-in theater. Uh, I got to talk about that one day. Uh, next was Wiseway Store. My mom shopped there all the time. It was a good grocery store. And I think there's one still in Indiana, last I heard. And uh, for Zare, we shopped all the time. I applied for a job there. Uh, didn't get it. And uh, But I knew some kids at Bogan High School that did work there. Uh, it was That was a huge store. It had everything. Everything you want, you know. It's, uh, so it's a shame it uh, went out of business. They had some 
good quality. Reminds me of Target, which is still around, of course. <laughs> okay. At the beginning of the program, I said I was going to talk about part four of the most popular posts on my Vanishing Goggleland Facebook page for 2022. Also, my uh, the Christmas movies that I watched on WGN's Family Classics on Channel 9 in Chicago. First off, I'll, uh, on a personal note, I'm going to t- uh, give you a status of my health. I went to see the urologist this past Tuesday. Uh, he said, uh, yeah, you have a spot on your 10th right rib. And it is, uh, I can't say that word, metastasize or metastasize. I can't say that word. Uh, it's not spreading. Uh, it's just uh, the, my back hurts a little bit. But uh, I told him that. And he says, but most of the time it's not. So he said, uh, I did the bone scan, uh, also the uh, pelvic scan. The pelvic scan is be- is perfect. It's everything is fine. My kidney function is wonderful. That's what he says. Um, he suggested that I would uh, go on another medication, and it's called Extandi. It's spelled X-T-A-N-D-I. What that does is uh, kills the cancer whatever that is not on the prostate it's elsewhere in your body and uh i asked a lot of questions uh would this uh, work uh would i have crazy side effects like i did with the orgovix and he said you might have a couple but it should but it does work but it take time so he prescribed that for me uh i haven't received it yet i think he has to go through the insurance so it's going to take a while from what i understand i have to take like four pills a day for that that's a lot <laughs> At one time. Not, I don't think it's during the day like that. And then uh, hopefully this will do it. And my PSA would go down because it's now 10. It was 8.5, but now it's 10 point. It only went up like a point and a point and three quarters, very little uh, because it's very slow. And uh, he said that should do the trick. So I won't see him till April. It's going to be a while. You know, it'd be springtime after my Easter. <laughs> That is, so I guess he, uh, you know, I have a lot of faith in him. He's a good doctor, and uh, I think that uh, I think I'm going to be okay. I hope so, you know. Uh, for the Orgovix, I'll still remain to take that. So we'll see. And he said, just take a blood test prior, prior to that, prior to the week to see him, and I will do that. I hope it goes down. I hope so. Oh, I was a nervous wreck when I when I saw that. But he said it's very common around prostate cancer patients that uh, the cancer would spread elsewhere because he said it went through the lymph nodes and it escaped. It went through the bloodstream and it pop up. So that's what happened. So this uh, extending would work. You know, it'll kill it and whatever elsewhere in the body. So fingers crossed and uh, prayers. That's all I need. Okay, so let's get started and we'll have some fun. Okay. First off, I'll talk about uh, part four of the most popular posts on my Van Van Chicago and Facebook page. Uh, There's only two. Uh, This is covered October and November. Uh, December, I haven't done it yet. I will do that at the end of the year uh, on a future podcast episode. Probably uh, right before New Year's Eve. So, like I said, I'll just cover two months. So, here we go. In October, uh, the, the most popular post was, of course, Riverview Park in Chicago. Oh, 
every time I post something about Riverview, it's like, oof, people miss this place. They loved it. They remember the rides they rode. And uh, the first time they went there, they went with their friends. They went on dates. Uh, they went with their families. It was wonderful. And that was located uh, at uh, on the north side on Belmont Avenue and Western Avenue, right near uh, DeVry Institute of Technology, where I went to school, and near uh, Lane Tech High School. And by the way, I had my graduation ceremony there. You know, that's a beautiful school. I don't, uh, and right near WGN Studios, it's a little north up there. Anyway, so uh, when I posted this uh, post about Riverview Park, it was the the how would I say this the 55th anniversary of the park that officially closed. That was October 3rd, 1967. Uh, they said they were going to reopen the following year, you know, the season, but uh, no, that didn't happen. Uh, there were rumors going around, or maybe it's facts, that, uh, you know, the area was getting a little dicey and scary. People said there were gangs there and uh, people felt threatened. And uh, I don't know if it was losing money. Maybe it was. That part, I'm not sure. And uh, so I guess somebody, from what I understand, uh, this is, I'm, not that, I'm not sure this is true, but someone offered the owner a lot of money, you know, to build that, uh, build something on that site. Could be true. And uh, so I guess he took it. And then uh, later on, they auctioned all the rides or dismantle them. They took them all down, and it's a shame because uh, they belong in the museum. That would have been great, have a River Park Museum. I'm sure a lot of people would love to see that. And uh, so I think a couple rides went to Adventureland in Addison, Illinois. And I think uh, maybe one or two went to somewhere in Wisconsin or elsewhere out of state. I know for a fact the carousel, the merry-go-round, uh, went to Six Flags America in Atlanta. It's still there. It is still there, and I want to go see it uh, someday. Uh, you know, I went to Atlanta before, but I didn't know. I didn't know at the time it was there. So one day, if I uh, once I get 100% better, I'll travel to Atlanta and go see the carousel. Maybe ride it. <laughs> you know, that's history. Chicago history, right there. Oh, it'd be awesome. I'd love to see that. I really would. And, uh, you know, Riverview Park now is a memory. Uh, there's memorabilia on sale on eBay. Uh, there's photos all over the place on the Internet. There are a couple books. And uh, so I created a video of that. If you could check it out on YouTube under my name, Pico Stavonis, you know, do a search, you will find it. I compile a lot of photos and with music. It's uh, awesome. It was presented on WGN uh, about three years ago. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of cool. And uh, so right now we have uh, Six Flags Great America up in Gurney. And I did a podcast episode about the defunct rides at uh, Great America, the ones that are not, they're not there anymore. That was kind of fun. Uh, and uh, I should do a video on that. 
That'd be kind of nice. We'll see. Uh, but I did a podcast episode, and it, that became very popular. People loved listening about that. It was a long list. So. <laughs> the park has changed over the years like that. I've been twice myself. I rode a roller coaster twice. That's it. As for Riverview Park, uh, you know, that opened in 1904 in July. Uh, it was a like a shooting range first and then somebody suggested to have a picnic area and then well it did have a picnic area then because this guy came from europe he was visiting here he said why don't you turn it into an amusement park and they did so he opened uh, the carousel uh attractions uh roller coasters uh they did have a roller coaster in way in the earliest 20th century i think the first one was called the Velvet Coaster. I'm not sure. Or is it the Eight Figure or something? like? It was one of the earliest uh, roller coasters. Like that. And then the Bobs came. The Flying Turns. Uh, let's see what else. The Silver Flash. The Comet. Aladdin's Castle. The Fun House. Remember that? Shoot the Shoots. Uh, the Rotor. The Wild Mouse. Then uh, let's see what else. Uh, they had the Tunnel of Love. Uh, they had the Freak Show. The flying cars, oh boy, <laughs> that was funny. Like that, uh, they had the boomerang, the Stratostat, the Ferris wheel. Every every uh, missing park has that. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, they had a racetrack. They had the as well. They had the Greyhound roller coaster that was replaced by the Jetstream, and on and on and on. They had so many. Uh, some that remain, some left. You know, so uh, uh, the owner's name was George Schmidt, and he was there. Uh, there's a picture of him that when the fireball was introduced in the late 50s, and there's a picture of him standing there to see if it's running accordingly. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. That's beautiful. Okay. So that's it for uh, October for Review Park. Next up, uh, we'll talk about November. Uh, this is a very odd thing. I posted this in November on my page, and it was a menu from the Ponderosa Steakhouse. And I don't know. I posted this, and it took off like gangbusters because people remembered this place to eat. They also remember Bonanza. It's almost the same thing like that. And um, the Ponderosa, uh, that opened in 19... Um, 65 and then uh the one who started the uh the restaurant was none other than uh actor dan blocker who played hoss cartwright on the tv series bonanza i used to watch that show i love that show and uh he got into um i don't know if he did this on himself or he had uh, help you know, like that. And then the, the Bonanza Steakhouse. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me verify. He opened the Bonanza Steakhouse. Excuse me. Okay. And then uh, then the Ponderosa opened uh, by some other people. And it was founded in Indiana. And then they moved. And that was um, it was founded by three men. And uh, by the early 70s, uh, they expanded the chain, and then they came to the Chicagoland area. And uh, I remember one near my house. It was in Bridgeview on 79th Street in Harlem. It's the only one I remembered by then. Uh, 
Also, uh, Bonanza, of course, was at uh, near, near my old house again on 82nd and South Cicero in Burbank. Now it's Madison's, and it's still that place is still there. Uh, it's right next to Toys R Us. That's gone. And, uh, you know, believe it or not, I went to ben- Ponderosa maybe once in my life. Uh, Bonanza, I went many times with my family, uh, with my friends, and uh, food was good. Uh, Ponderosa, I don't remember what I ate. <laughs> Not really. Uh, so let's see. So the menu that I posted uh, it was similar to Bonanza. You had uh, you entered the you enter, excuse me you entered the restaurant and you saw the menu and they're numbered like that. Uh, what's unusual about this menu I posted that um, there was one missing. Uh, like here's the Ponderosa T-bone steak dinner. So that came with a steak, a big potato, uh, toss green salad, and a fresh baked roll. That sounds good. Yeah. So, and then um, number one was Ponderosa sirloin steak dinner. Same thing. Also, number two was the Ponderosa steak plate. That was with a, um, well, number one was a sirloin steak. And uh, number Excuse me. Uh, number two was the ribeye steak, and uh, so number oh yeah. Let me start it over again. So the Ponderosa T-bone that had no number. Number one was the sirloin steak. Number two was the ribeye steak with the same what I just uh, described. Number three was the Ponderosa steak sandwich. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, but that came with French fries. Number four was a chopped. Sirloin beef steak platter. Mm, that sounds good. And number five was the uh, chopped sirloin sandwich. <laughs> and then it said, please specify, did you want it rare? Did you want it medium? Did you want it medium well? Uh, did you want it well done? You know, and they were numbered. I believe numbered like that. I think they did that in Bonanza, but I don't know about Ponderosa. I'm not sure. Like them. So anyway, uh, Ponderosa was in business for the 70s and 80s, maybe the early 90s. Uh, in Chicago, I don't know when they closed. Probably, I'm, I'm guessing late 80s or 90s. And then um, there's still a few in the United States. There are a few. Uh, but, you know, but they're closing and they're like sort of disappearing. Uh, Bonanza, I don't know where they are. They're not here, <laughs> so they're gone like that. So uh, it's amazing how people loved seeing this menu because it's a nice memory when they were growing up. That they, they took their family, they went with, out with their families and had a nice dinner. They went after church or during the evening, you know, or any time, you know, it's kind of nice. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up. I will talk about the Christmas movies that aired on WGN Family Classics uh, in Chicago on, the, on Channel 9. Um, like I said before in the beginning of the program, there weren't that, that many. Uh, that's uh, Family Classics first aired on Friday nights, September 14, 1962. The first few years, they did not show Christmas movies. No, like, tradi- like now, traditionally, they don't do that at all. And uh, so 
they started airing the first movie, the, the first Christmas movie they aired, it was in 1967. And it was Miracle on 34th Street. And that was uh, starring, uh, let's see, John Payne and uh, Maureen O'Hara. And Edmund Gwynn was Santa Claus, Chris Kringle. <laughs> and a, a young Natalie Wood was in the movie. I remember seeing this movie, I believe it or not, I did not see it on Family Classics. I saw it on Channel 32 later on for the first time. I love that movie. I, I, I want to see, I haven't seen it in years. I got to watch it again. And they aired that movie every Christmas for many years, uh, for about uh, five or six years. And then they, in the 70s, let's say about 72, 1972, they started airing the A Christmas Carol. Now, mind you, this had two mo uh, Christmas Carol had two versions. Uh, they had the 1938 version and 1951. They never aired in 1951 at Family Classics until later on, way until uh, Dean Richards hosted uh, when he brought back Family, Class Family Classics on Channel 9. He aired The Christmas Carol, the 1951 version. The 1938 version, that aired all the time. And that started in 1972. And uh, that was the first time I saw that movie uh, about Edward Deezer Scrooge and the three ghosts he, he was visited by. You know, and he hated christmas and uh you know the story he's famous uh saying bah humbug <laughs> and then at the end of the movie everything turned out fine right now i'm going to play the uh promo from the from uh, family classic family classics excuse me in wgn of the christmas carol this is from 1979 courtesy of the museum of classic television fuzzy tv by Rick Klein. So here it is. I, I played this before on another episode, I believe. So just listen in and then take you back to a nice time, a nice, simple time. Okay. Once I play that, I'll be right back. Thank you, everyone. It doesn't mean he can't throw a snowball. I used to do a lot of snowballs. And I found the best way to make a snowball was to take the snow into your bare hands like this and then crunch it together until the warmth from your hands. Here! Look what's coming down the street. A bloomin' chopper. Come on, Come on, Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give me room. A Christmas Carol, the classic screen adaptation of Charles Dickens' world-famous story in which Ebenezer Scrooge learns the true meaning of Christmas from three visiting ghosts. This is Frazier Thomas. I hope you can be here to see A Christmas Carol. Sunday afternoon at 4, a half hour later than usual on Family Classics here on Channel 9 in Chicago. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the promo for A Christmas Carol that aired on Family Classics on WGN-TV Channel 9 in Chicago. Uh, I remember this very well. Uh, they aired that movie every year uh, on that show uh, until probably the mid-'80s, and then they, uh, the Miracle on 34th Street came back, and they aired as well. So it alternate back and forth, back and forth like that. Uh, other Christmas movies, they do not air. Like, uh, well, on Channel 9, they aired Christmas in Connecticut. That's when I 
my all-time favorites. But they didn't hear it on Family Classics until much later, uh, like the late 90s, they brought that in. I don't know why. You know, Preacher Thomas was the host of the show, so he's the one that selected the movies. But, you know, we knew that he played the same movies over and over again every year. Uh, he did that. Uh, but there were new ones introduced like that. And then so uh, Christmas Carol, you can still watch it on TCM if you have cable or you stream it. And also Miracle on 34th Street, or you can buy it on DVD. Uh, I think I'm planning on doing that. And uh, so every year I watch a Christmas uh, Christmas in Connecticut. I haven't done it yet. I got to watch it again. Maybe tomorrow tonight. We'll see. <laughs> and so and, uh, Family Classics uh, ended in 2000 or something like. Uh, Fraser Thomas died in 1985, and then Roy Leonard took over the. The, uh, as host and you know uh, somebody mentioned did It's a Wonderful Life ever aired on Family Classics and so I did a little research and yes it did but much later like in 1990 it did air on Family Classics do you remember like uh, when the movie was released it wasn't very popular you know, and uh, later on, it fell into public domain, and then they aired it on every every station in the eighties. I remember that. So when you turn on a channel, there it was. Then changed another channel, there it was again. <laughs> you know, back and forth. I remember it was on channel eleven, channel twenty, uh, channel nine, uh, channel thirty-two, channel fifty, all over the place. It was terrible, and then it got. Then it became a huge hit. And people loved it. They loved this movie. And they still to this day. So now they, I think someone bought the rights. I don't, I'm not sure. And uh, now they broadcast it twice on on NBC, on Channel 5 in Chicago. So the, I'm sure they'll broadcast this on Christmas Eve. I always watch it. And I have it on DVD, but I don't know. When I watch it on television, it's a nice feeling. You know, after we get our, my family and I get, open the Christmas presents, and then we watch the movie. So it's nice. It's funny. And the lines are hilarious with <laughs> My two favorite is, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah. Well, one scene where Mr. Martini, uh, Mr. Martini brought the goat in the car. <laughs> I don't know why. You can't get, I can't get my eyes off that goat. And the second one where uh, Jimmy Stewart visit uh, Donald Reed at her house. And she was awaiting a phone call from Sam Wainwright. And uh, her mother was there, and she was listening on the extension. And uh, she was on the phone with Sam. She said, mother's listening on the extension. And she said, I am not. And she hung up, ran away. <laughs> That's a classic. I love that. I wish it did air on Family Classes, but it didn't. So uh, those the, the two... the. Those two movies uh, that I mentioned, Miracle on 34th Street and A Christmas Carol, the 1938 version, did air almost every year. And that's a nice Christmas memory for me and for other, and a lot of people. Okay. So that'll be all for today. Uh, I talked about the part four of the most popular posts on my Vanish Chicago Land Facebook page. And also, which I covered, uh, Riverview Park in Chicago, and also Ponderosa Steakhouse. And I talked about the Christmas movies that aired on WGN-TV 
uh, Channel 9 um, Family Classics is aired on that state on that station in Chicago. Uh, I will probably do another podcast episode tomorrow. We'll see how I feel or if I have time. Uh, Tuesday, eh, we'll see about that. I have a doctor's appointment, not not my urologist, my regular doctor. So we'll if I have time, maybe I'll do a quick a quickie <laughs> like that. You know, it's almost uh, 2022 is ending very soon. Very soon indeed. And then, uh, so we'll see about that. We'll probably talk about New Year's Eve, do an episode of that, which should be fun. Okay. So this is Pico Sanchez, your host of Band Chicago and Stories, the podcast. Once this podcast is published, uh, it'll be available wherever podcasts are. For example, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, also Breaker, Overcast. Uh, you can check out on my YouTube channel, Band Chicago Online Stories. Uh, like I said before, a lot of people like listening on that, on the YouTube. And you can subscribe. You can subscribe anywhere. So you get a notification that a new episode is coming. Also post it on my social media accounts, uh, Facebook, Twitter. And uh, also on my blog, blog. You will find it there. Okay. So this is it for this show. Uh, thank you for joining me. I had a good time talking. I will uh, see you soon. Bye-bye for me. And here's Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. So long, everyone. Take care. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.